You're if, listening to the Everything Swallow here podcast we go. with Sean and Shana Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little homemade ditty of ours. <laughs> I like it. It is. It's hard to get out of your head once it gets stuck in there. It's very representative of us. I feel like it is. Don't you? Yep. Biddle, biddle, biddle. All right. Michael Anthony in the studio today. Mike, how Michael? Mike, do you like Mike? Michael, do you prefer? Uh, either one. Don't don't care. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's all. Uh-huh. That's right. That's a it. good one. I love it. All right. Now you were just saying something right before I cut you off. Do you remember what it was? I have no clue. Okay, cool. Well, Probably something about that mushroom bit. I the know. mushroom. <laughs> it was something about mushrooms. Um, well, Michael is here because we met through a mutual friend, which is Chad. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to thank you for coming to the Everything Swallow podcast. Thank you for joining the Everything Swallow podcast today. We appreciate you being here. We thank all of our patrons that are here today and all those that follow us and have joined along with us. Want to remind you, you can still buy tickets for the Love Boat Party. They're available on our website, everythingswallowpodcast.com. Right. In the store, 25 bucks a person, get you dinner, drinks, signature drink, photo. I just got our photo backdrop. It's a bomb. You're going to feel like you're on a boat. You when are. You come to it's this pretty party. awesome. That's going to be sweet. <clears throat> so oh, now, excellent. give a Go better ahead. description of our guest today. All right. Our guest is Michael Anthony. He is the owner of Dr. Mike's Guitar Repair. And I met you because I had a guitar that was uh, uh, had some damage and I needed a repair fast. And so I reached out to Facebook. My yeah. friend Chad hooked me up with you, and you did a fast, speedy, and amazing repair on my guitar. Oh, thank you. And um, And since then... I've wanted to, you know, have you in and and share your abilities for folks that might could use it, and I think that it, it it's a good time for it because when we first met, I forgot to do that. Um, we very first met. It was like February of last year. Oh my gosh, that long ago! <laughs> it was last year, February. You had gone to Mexico, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Pura Vida, baby. Pura Vida. You're wearing the shirt right <laughs> now to commemorate right now. it. Yeah, and so you were like, I'm going on this trip when I drop my guitar off. And you're like, but when I get back, I'll get it all worked on and get it all taken care of, which you did do. It was but amazing. The repair was amazing. The repair was amazing. I was shocked. But then when you returned, you were sick as a dog. I was sick as a Yeah, boy. yeah, yeah. And so I've Thanks oft- for bringing up that painful memory. <laughs> I have. And I, well, I do it on purpose because I have often thought back on that day and wondered. Oh, COVID. Did you have COVID? I, I think it was Montezuma's Revenge, Costa Rica style. Oh, was, uh, so COVID, Costa Rican COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And sadly, people were hoarding all the toilet papers. So yeah. It was a double yeah. nightmare. That's horrible. Yeah, that is a bummer. And and I never understood the toilet paper hoard. As soon as it happened, we just bought a bidet. Yeah. And then we were fine. Everything was great. Right. That's, that's you know better I mean? than the garden hose connected to the faucet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Way more control, too. Yes. Um. So, uh, so I've, I've always wondered about that. But when I came back, it was a couple weeks later, maybe months later, and I thought, you know, I remember Mike. Remember the guy that worked on my guitar? She's like, yeah. I was like, he was really sick. 
when he went to Mexico and came back. I often wonder. We have we have friends that were sick uh, that that October before, and they ended up testing positive. For yeah. It. yeah. So and that's when it first started. Yeah. To hit us. October yeah. nineteen. October, yeah. October November. Yeah. And so it was just interesting. I thought he could have been some of the first. You know, like yeah, some of the first people to have it, and I survived. <clears throat> yes, and I've lived to tell the tale right here today. Absolutely, Man. everyone will, most everyone, anyways. I think uh, a lot of us yes. will. Yeah, and those who won't, we won't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting podcast, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can ask all the questions you want and never get a response. Right? Nah, no, depends answers. on the right guest. That's true. If we have Alicia here, we could probably get a response because she does talk to dead people. She does talk to dead people. Yeah. So it was an interesting podcast the first time. I we start can cha- only imagine. channeling COVID yes. patients. Right. Uh, we've got we've got COVID patient number one in the room. That's classy little cupcake. Oh yeah, she's uh, she's got the vaccine. She's uh, glow in the dark now. Yeah. Her. We've got Jess Duck and Mary Poppins in the room and a few other folks as well. Dean Joe. Can't see who they are because of the way that Facebook or this darn thing has changed my view. I'm not oh, really happy. Oh, see, Mary with Poppins it. has a vaccine too. She glows too. Oh, you guys all glow in the dark. Yep. They're all glowing in the dark. And PBD is in here. Does Dina Joe? What'd she say? Dina Joe? No, she's got her vaccine, I'm sure. And she glows in the dark. <laughs> she says hi. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, I have some questions for you, Mike. I have answers. Um, have you always been a guitar player? You know, I, I got bit by the guitar bug when I heard my first Beatles song, as that yeah. old Brian Adams tune goes. And um, so I've been playing since I was 12. Wow. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be 55. Wow. <laughs> so that's like four or five few, years few, now. Few yeah, years, yeah, just a few yeah. years. Eight or, eight or nine years. Yeah. Awesome. And so was your, how, how many bands? I'm sure you've been in some bands. You know, um, I have been in a few bands. Uh, back in the day, I was in a band called Tease. Tease. Oh. And we were located out in Lakewood. But um, uh, I made the pivotal the decision to uh, pursue medicine <laughs> rather than pursuing a career in music. So That was my next question. That's what I decided to do and, and kept music as a hobby. Because you're not just a doctor of guitar repair. You're also at one point were a doctor, doctor, doctor. Uh, medicine technically surgeon technically a, a surgical pa okay. so i had a master's degree still have it okay. i'm just not practicing cuz i'd rather build guitars right now that makes sense yeah it's way less stress oh maybe the, i don't know maybe not well i don't know either that for me i'm not a it, carpenter guy i know guy. i just thought about it and i yeah. thought it would probably be stressful making guitars yeah. yeah but by the time i was done mine would look like a broomstick stuck in a cigar box <laughs> <laughs> um, Which I've thought about buying that kit just to say I could make a guitar. They make cigar box guitars. Yeah, yes. I've thought about making that kit just so I could say I built my own guitar once. Uh, so when did you build your first one? The first one left shop in 2006. Okay. So after the doctor career, after that. Not you didn't, like as in a teen, build your first guitar and anything like that? No. No? Um, I was in still practicing. Class. I stopped practicing in 2010. So 2006, it was, oh my gosh, I have to do this kind of thing. And, um, and then it just blossomed from there. And when I stopped practicing medicine, I took it to the professional level. Right, right. I can't even imagine. Like I, I go, there's a shop on Broadway called Guitar Something. And Victor Guitars. Victor <laughs> Guitars. Yep. And they have all kinds of uh, guitar forms like in the windows and stuff. I can't even imagine how you even start bending the wood. You got to have all that stuff, right? Yep. That's a big investment, I would think. It 
I used to make cabinetry and furniture and things like that. So I had a wood shop before I started building guitars. Ah, okay. Seven thousand dollars in tools later. Wow! I made my first guitar. Holy wow! Ball sacks. So yeah, it's a bit pricey. It's expensive. Oh, wow! And that well, I add because you're building a piece of art instrument, it's got to be sound and it's got to make good sound. Now, do you still have that first one? I do. Yeah. I almost brought it today. Yeah. To show Is you. that the double necked one? No, that no. one was much further much down. Much further down the line. Okay. I needed to do a lot of learning before I could pull off a of I was saying that's a lot of tension in there. Yes. Uh do you still play your first one? No. Is it doesn't play? No. That's it just No, it, it does play. It's just one of those things it's, I have so many guitars in mm-hmm. my house. Yeah, I bet. If I played each one for 10 minutes a day, right, I wouldn't have take, been able to make it here. Taking months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That'd be your whole day. Wow. Did you take classes or are you self-taught? Uh, self-taught and then hung out with other people that played better than I so I could learn from them. Sure. But then yeah. when you started making guitars. Oh. Um, yeah, how do you learn that? Yeah. I watched a bunch of videos and bought as many books as I could find. Just went for it. Then found people who built and just collaborate and talk and experiment and make mistakes and make lots of mistakes. Yeah. Waste wood? uh, Firewood. (laughs) 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 Expensive firewood? Yes. Um, But what pretty flames. I bet. I bet. That hardwood burns real pretty. I and had a few tears with those two. Oh, man, <laughs> man. When I was in shop, I remember in, I was probably 14, 13 or so, 14. I was determined I wanted to build a bass guitar cuz in that time I wanted to be a bass player. And uh I wanted to build that Gene Simmons Axe, Black Axe guitar. Yes. And and my old man was like, "Well, we could do it. All we got to do is buy you the wood and you make that at the at the school, and he's like, we'll buy you the neck and all the components and all that jazz on there. And then when I presented it as the project for my, the, the guy wouldn't let me do it. So I didn't even make a freaking coaster. I did not do shit in that <laughs> class. I was like, you know what? Don't not me, participating. I'm not participating. And I played the bass a little bit, but, you know, I was bound and determined to have my own bass. And then I just, you know, then I didn't pick up an instrument for a few more years after that. He made me mad. Yeah. Dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How hard would it have? Just uh, all I would have had to make is the is the body basically. You know, router out the holes, drill out the holes for wires for a plug, couple pickups, few switches, bang it a bang it a boom, lacquer that shit. You're done. That's right. Jerk face. I don't know. Yeah. I bet he lost a finger at some point. Oh, that's me. Before. Before. Right, that's why right. he was like, he was probably made, tried to make a guitar when he was young. His dad said no. Maybe. And so he carried that defeatist attitude. Yep. And right. Maybe he just didn't like rock and roll. Yeah, or he didn't like long hairs. Oh. Or long haired little assholes like me. Like you. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, couldn't have been you at all. Uh, I, now, I was creeping on your Facebook earlier and... um did you make a guitar for Frank Zappa? I wish. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> kind of a funny story. Um, because of Frank Zappa's music, I've met quite a few people. Okay. And there is a cartoon artist who lives in Finland. Okay. Helsinki. All right. And he and I, we became friends because of our love of Frank's music. <clears throat> and I have fallen in love with his artistic style and the things that he does. 
And one day I reached out to him and said, hey, have you ever thought about putting your art on a guitar? And I had a seven string guitar that I was working on. And he first off said, no, I never thought of that. <laughs> says, but I can send you stickers of my art if you can then apply it to the guitar, finish the guitar, and then send it back to me. Ah, cool. And so that's what we did. But we got Dweezil Zappa to sign the body of the guitar. Ah, okay. And a um, little bit of heartache here and there. Uh, the guitar got too cold after Dweezil signed it at the show, and uh, and the finish cracked. Oh, so I had to refinish the entire guitar, trying to preserve <clears throat> Dweezil's signature. And lots of heartache later, it, it worked out just fine. Uh -huh. The guitar got delivered to Helsinki the day after this guy's birthday. Oh, cool. And he was just saying, what an incredible gift to receive this the day after his birthday. And, I got it. And he's been enjoying it ever since, which is the biggest compliment for me. It's How a very awesome. cool looking guitar. That's for sure. I checked it out. I saw, I looked at his pictures and stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I neat. saw the video where he was getting signed and I was like, is that fucking Frank Zappa signing that thing? <laughs> Who is that guy? Because I don't know. That's, that's the son of The Frank son. Zappa. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. It's DNA. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. That'd be pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, we need we need everything swallow guitar. Yeah, I'm but that was an electric guitar, and I get one. Get one. <laughs> I'm like, you got it. got them around here. Yeah. So I I've I've never owned an electric guitar. I did. I I owned one for a little while, but I never played it. It was like a Gibson knockoff, and so I sold it. But um, uh, I've always just been an acoustic guy. I feel like I'm too sloppy for an electric guitar, so I just everything sounds. Janky. <laughs> Janky. Well, let's get you an electric. And yeah. You can just practice on it and you'll sound smooth. Oh, Shane, I love that. Oh, you know what? Only 20 got, years I've been listening to you practice. I got these amps here that I've never really used ever. Yeah. <laughs> I've inherited them. Yep. All right. So you wanted to talk about your volunteer work and stuff you're doing. What are you, what are you, what are you up to? Well, there's a, an incredible organization here in the Denver area called the Mile High Scenesters. Singsters? Scene? Scene. Like a cool scene? S-C. Scenesters. Uh-huh. And what they do is they promote music in or with children or youths. So uh, high school bands, uh, junior high gotcha. bands, whatever, and they host events to expose the kids, give them an opportunity to play in front of an audience. They oh, do fun. battle of the bands, and they do all this typically at Herman's Hideaway down there oh. on South Broadway. Yeah. And... Um, because they're a nonprofit organization, people will donate instruments to them. And usually a donated instrument needs Help. a little bit to a lot of love. Right. <clears throat> and that's where I come in. Is ah, I, cool. I give those instruments the love they need so they can either be auctioned off or sold or donated or just given as prizes to these kids. And um, Incentives and stuff. It's, yeah, it's returning of the love and encouraging them to want to continue with their pursuits of music. Now, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's be that'd be pretty neat. Ariel would love that. Yeah, I bet. And so that's just a lot of people that well, not a lot, but just you know, like I've got all these extra instruments around here. They just drop them off down there. They yeah. come to you. You clean them up, spruce them up, give them a once over. That's yeah, cool. and um, not just guitars or basses, but I mean, people donate any instrument, every yeah. instrument that they're not being used. So. Um, it, it really is a good organization and what they do for the kids beyond providing a venue for them to play is they will also um, record them, record original music mm, with them. That's cool. And 
uh, one of the guys, his name is Will, he sits down with a portable recording studio, and act, after the kids get off the stage, he will actually capture some of that live enthusiasm and energy, and they've written songs right after coming off the stage that he then masters afterwards, and they've done some really incredible incredible work with that that's fun how neat that's pretty cool catch them when they're all high <laughs> yeah. yeah right on on excitement yeah performance get that adrenaline flow and just put it onto tape and go from there go from there that's, that's pretty, pretty sweet yeah that's pretty great because instruments are so expensive oh my gosh they're so expensive it makes it hard for kids to to, be, to get involved if they want to get involved absolutely and finding mm. instruments that play well yeah the the thing that I've encountered, because I've been doing the guitar stuff now for 15 years, is um, I get a lot of repair work on people who want to just sell a guitar because they don't play it anymore and they don't like the way it plays. Right. So I fix it up to where it's much more uh, enjoyable to play. It doesn't hurt the fingers so much or sharp edges are now taken away. Give the guitar back to them and for some reason they don't want to sell it anymore. Right. right. Like, <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh, I, I like this now, so. It's like, wow. And again, that's that, that makes me feel good to keep someone who already had the interest still in right. the interest of playing. Involved, so. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I get that with clothes. They're like, I hate this thing. And then I change it and they're like, oh. You know what? I like that. That's nice. <laughs> That's a pretty good looking outfit. I'll probably hold on to that. Right. <laughs> You know, and since public nudity is frowned upon these days, keeping oh, people with clothes on is not a bad idea. That's right. Lame. It's a lame thing, but it's necessary. <laughs> what if right? I'm just wearing a mask? <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't look into my eyes. You know what? Yeah, you can do everything curbside pickup now. You can. Well, I saw someone's Facebook. I believe it was Class of Little Cupcake said she pulled up to her, the Wendy's. And as she pulled up, she heard the woman in the window, window say to a, another employee, Now, why the hell wasn't that guy wearing no pants? He was just in a T-shirt and tidy whities <laughs> So, I mean, you know, if you get in the car in the garage, go, come back. Right. You don't need pants. That's, That's right. right. But I can tell you driving in traffic is not a Zoom call. <laughs> so you should probably have your pants on. You probably have your pants on. Although, you know, you think they're only seeing you from the window up. That's right, looking down in there. But I am with the guy, and I'm also with Jess Duck. Pants are overrated. Yes. I, I put on pants today, and I wasn't real happy about it. <laughs> well, I'm with you, I should have been with shorts. I'm I should have gone with shorts. Uh-huh. You should have gone with shorts. I've been in sweats for the last, well, since March. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a year now. Yeah. It has been a crazy year. Uh, have you just been in your w- workshop working this year, or you've been... I, um, out doing stuff? Well, you know, my fun job was working at Pepsi Center doing hockey games and working at Red Rocks doing concerts. Yeah, those, those are, are gone. gone. So, yeah, I've just been No in the security shop. in the bubble. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to secure. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. No rowdy fans to, to try to redirect. But no, it, it's been kind of nice for me because it gave me an opportunity just to spend more time in the shop. Yeah, to, hone your craft. To get things worked out. So. Yeah. Now, do you build um, mandolins and uh, ukuleles, anything else? Just strictly a guitar guy? Strictly guitars. Okay. Um, I try to build only what I can play. Okay. And I can't play a mandolin or a ukulele. Gotcha. So I wouldn't know if I'd got it right or not. Right. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Yep. yep. But when I was building acoustic guitars, I had, I think I counted 13 different guitar shapes. Really? Wow. So L double O's, dreadnoughts, orchestra models, classical, 
yeah, name it. I want to. I think I want a little parlor guitar. I found that little silver, that little Dean down there, um, at at a Goodwill, and I got it for like three bucks. <laughs> but there you go. but it just. I brought it home, went and bought some strings, put some strings on it, and it's still it's like, and so it's like, nah, that's not the one. But I want to get me a little parlor, something about that size, something fun. Well, let me take that one home, and we'll fix it up for you and see if we can change your mind on it. Well, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. You'll have to, okay. <laughs> You'll have to look take at it. it. Yeah. See it. Um, because Shana doesn't, I, well, she gets it, I guess, but you can't have too many guitars, you know? You just can't, in my opinion. Hey, don't look at I, me. Ladies, you can't have enough I shoes. I agree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> on the guitar. So. Right? I mean, come on. I, I won't even say how many sewing machines I have. That's that, true. That's your tool, you know? Yeah. It's not my tool. That's why I don't say anything about it. It's your passion. It. I just move them around, put them on the stands. Yeah, right. Yep, stands, hooks. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you can hang it. Absolutely. Set it out of the way. Because that's what happens, people. If you do not put your guitar on a stand, you can end up needing the help of Dr. Mike's guitar repair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like so send me all your guitar stands. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then we'll talk about repair. Is that is what happened to Sean's guitar? Um, have you ever had a repair on a guitar that you were like, oh my God, this guitar is like like an old Martin or something or some something? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I've repaired just about everything out there but yeah i gotta tell you the the most interesting repair that i did which was kind of heartbreaking in its own story is um a guy who was heading out to a gig up in cheyenne put his gibson acoustic behind his car as he's loading everything oh up, no forgot oh. to load his acoustic and backed over it oh <laughs> he took it to the guitar center up in fort collins and they called me and wow. they said can you put this guitar back together? And I did. And wow. two months after this guy had received his guitar back, he sent me an email and he said, I still cannot believe that you brought this guitar back to life. And he's been gigging and recording with it. And he was just over the moon. Yeah. That's pretty joy. cool. So that's fun. So it was pretty extensive uh, repair. Uh, not yeah. to say that I mean it was it's run over by a car. Right. Yeah, but I mean he could it'd be smashed. It'd be smashed a roller. That would suck. Yeah. I was scared was... to death about my repair, so I can only imagine. I figured if I didn't pull it off, it was already destroyed. Right. Mm-hmm. And but thankfully I was able to pull it off. I can't even imagine how that man would feel. I know how Sean felt when his <sighs> guitar got the hole. He was just like, oh, for for weeks. And I was like, you need to find a guy to fix the guitar. I didn't even want to play it. I was yeah. so heartbroken. And where we would you would you take it to uh, Denver folklore, right? And the luthiers like they put the pickup in it and stuff there. And I was like, take it down there. And he was like, I don't know. And then Chad was like, Nah, take it to this guy. Mm-hmm. And so it was like it was better. All right, now we've mentioned Chad a few times since we started yeah. this podcast. We yeah. should probably who's, explain who's Chad? Who, who's Chad? Who's Chad? <laughs> now when I I met Chad, he was working retail. He was working at a dispensary. CHC? Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's where he was working when I met him. And we just hit it off. We just became fast friends, you know what I mean? And just kind of chatted. Chad is one of those guys that no matter where no matter where we go, mm-hmm. and just for the record, he's married to my sister. That's, that's what I was going to oh, go okay. next. How do you know him? Yeah. He's married to my sister. No matter where we go, everyone loves Chad. Yeah. He's just that guy. They walks into the room, and immediately people are drawn to him. He has that laid back, love you, 
how you doing? Yeah, cares very about inviting. You, yeah. But a very genuine person. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he's, he's just terrific. He, he came into the Christmas store this year, and as soon as I saw him, I was like, Chad, like, oh, my God, yeah. what are you doing here? He's just so great. He's so uh, inviting. And now, I, don't, I mean, I know he's a master uh, grower, uh, yes. but he, he's also, it seems like he's making music videos or doing photo shoots or he's always busy doing something. He's working with uh, a local videographer, Kyle Lamar, with uh, Digital Mile. Uh. And uh, they are putting out some just amazing videos of local artists, local talent from Colorado. Well, we need to get them in here. Yeah, absolutely. We should we should collaborate. Absolutely. I know some amazing local talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quit looking at yourself. Now. Right. Yeah, I need more mirrors down here. Yeah, there's not even one. Uh, now, what was very cool is um, when Mike came down to the studio, he mentioned the fish. Oh, yeah. So I think we should take a minute to talk about the fish, since uh, since someone brought it up. Right. Um, I, I've got the big fish, the big blue fish that hangs in the studio. Some people mention the food, the fish. Some people don't. But it's been in our house for twenty years at least. And I was watching this episode of Fantasy Island, and lo and behold, there was that fish hanging on the wall, and some Fantasy Island bungalow. Exact fish. I'm pretty sure it is the same fish. Yeah. I'm, they probably only made one of these. Because why in the hell would you make more than one? <laughs> Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I've been sitting here looking at it last week thinking, why? Why, fish? Why are you here? Why right. do you exist? Who would make that and then take the time to wrap it around a frame and attach it? And I thought, because it was a television prop once for oh, Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. Which oh. makes sense. It's here now. It's brilliant. It does make sense you know? that it's here now. I mean, if you. If you can't visualize the fish, then what you need to do is go to Facebook and go to Swallow Nation. Yes. You can see the two fish side by side, my fish and his... Fantasy Island fish. And when he was on the Fantasy Island. A.K.A. same fish. A.K.A. same fish. You think think Mr. Rourke signed it? I think so. (laughs) Um, I'm going to look on the back and I'm going to pretty much tell you for certain his signature is going to be back. Okay. Yeah. I I got a Sharpie right here. (laughs) (laughs) Ricardo Monteban, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, a.k.a. Khan. <laughs> That's the one you really want is Khan. I'm going to make a little plaque that says, This fish as seen in 1978, episode 42. <laughs> Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Island. I uh, want to get my man back. That's the title of the episode. Part of the lovely art. We've thought about getting rid of the fish a couple times. Even Shane has asked me to. But you know what? The fish lives on. I think it's now a permanent part of the decor down here. Yeah. Well, it's become a family heirloom. Yes. It was on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been on TV. You kept me around. (laughs) Right? You offer more than the fish. (laughs) Really? The fish is so quiet. It's fine. It's been all over the place. Yeah. Yes, we've had it forever. We've stored it. We've taken it. Yeah, that's We've true. kept the cloth fish because you fish love it. Love. And now it's worth it. Yes. Now you love the fish. Now it's her fish all of a sudden. It's not my fish. <laughs> um, who was in here? If anyone uh, has any guitar-related questions or anything, you could call in. Yeah. You could talk to Michael. I bet you could give yeah. some, some doctor guitar advice, advice over the old podcast. Yeah. Um, now, you brought two guitars with you. I both did. of you, oh, both of which were made by you. Oh no, that's a Fender Strat that you then re. Was it in bad shape when you got it? Um, it was just a neck antibody. Really? When I got it? Yeah. 
So every guitar repair person out there has what they call the boneyard. Mm-hmm. And so when a guitar comes in that's absolutely unrepairable, you strip everything off it that you can save to use for other instruments. Right. So this was just a neck and a body. Everything else came from the boneyard. And uh, <clears throat> because of the recent passing of Eddie Van Halen, mm-hmm. may he rest in peace, um, I striped this one up to be like the Bumblebee guitar that was on the second Van Halen album, but I did it reverse. So the original was black with yellow stripes. This is uh, yellow with black stripes. Uh, okay. But is it was it pretty much the same striping pattern or similar or just reminiscent? As close as I could get with this configuration of pick guard and pickups. Ah, okay. Because he, now he built his own guitars, right? In the beginning? He did. did. Or all the way through, you think? All the way through. All the way through. He was always experimenting and toying with different ways to get tone. He called himself a tone chaser. Yeah. And uh, and that's exactly what he did. And he actually came up with so many different... Oh, yeah. He's got a bunch of patents. Inventions, if you will. Creations that we use today. Hmm. And he and Les Paul were very close and um, had a lot of respect for each other and the, the different ways that they helped expand the electric guitar to what we enjoy today. Interesting. Now, his first um, <clears throat> his first guitar, I thought, just went up for auction. What was that called? Was it called Frankenstein or? Frankenstein or Frankenstrat? Yes. That's what it was. Uh, it is crazy looking. I can't believe he would use something like that on stage because it was like, um, you can see it. It's all exposed and stuff. You know what I mean? You, it is like totally Frankenstein together. If it'll give me a picture, probably won't get any bigger, Mm-mm. which is a bummer. Interesting. But I mean, all those wires are just hanging out of there. None of those wires are, they're, they're all exposed underneath the strings. Yeah. He, the story behind that was he tore the guitar apart did not know how to put it back together ah. so he just started clamping wires together and when it got sound he hit it with solder and then filled the empty cavities with whatever he could find oh right funny <laughs> yeah front and back right because yeah, uh, the back was always was open too yeah it had all kinds of crap yeah. the back was open interesting and he recorded a lot of crap with that you know people in the studio ted templeman in particular would tell him if Eddie used a different guitar to switch to the Frankenstrat, because that gave a certain sound mm-hmm. that was very ca- characteristic to Van Halen at the time. That's what he was looking for. And so he, no That's matter why what I always he kept up, trying. They kept pushing him back to that same guitar. Yeah. So. Interesting. Wow. Also, now you can buy stuff to make your own. Yes, you can. What are, what's on the back? Are those reflectors? Yep. Why, why, why the reflectors? Uh, I would say, why not? I think, because. I think because he would flip that <clears throat> oh, guitar and back and it would maybe catch the light and do something. Or maybe it kept him from electrocuting or getting his ball sack caught in right, all, and all the that whammy open. springs. You don't want to get the short hairs caught. No. Right. <laughs> so now I just saw this headline of this story, so I've got to click on it since we're talking Eddie Van Halen. Do you think he was actually buried with his guitar? That This says, I, okay, I, this is MSN. Dot com Eddie Van Halen was be, it will be, be being buried with his iconic red and white Frankenstrat guitar. Well, with the question mark at the end there, I have no idea if yeah that happened. That's funny. The Smithsonian has, I believe, it's the Smithsonian has one of his guitars, but it's not the original. Huh. 
Okay. And there's so many copies out there. Okay, the family's planning a cremation. Well, Gossip Cop had a, was possible that he was going to... Okay, so Gossip Cop got it wrong. Huh. Sick. That would be crazy. That nuts nuts guitar right there. Got picked stuck. I, like I said, I saw him one time, and that was 85, 86. Mm-hmm. And I was fresh out of rehab. And... Um, I was freaking 16 years old. Are we, my are friends. We hear it or no? Oh yeah, we'll hear it. It's time to hear it. Oh. Um, and uh, I remember I was like 15th row, and that was the show that um, Axel quit Guns N' Roses because they were the headliner. Remember? Uh, then I, it was a different show. Was it I a was different at. monster? For me then. Ah, because I, I was it was that Sammy Hagar, right? Yeah. And he climbed the rafters. I think he did that everywhere. But. Oh, okay. All right. Well then, I thought oh, this was. Uh, I thought he just did that for me. Metallica. <laughs> yeah, just, he knew you were there. So Metallica was there. Uh, Kingdom Come and Dokken. and then. Van oh Halen no, was that was not the one I was at. No, okay. my I was Scorpions, Van Halen, Metallica, and Guns and Roses. Maybe oh, not wow. even in that order. Oh, Metallica, and you could s- smoke in the venue. Oh, you could smoke in the venue. I we ate a you bunch of mushrooms. You know old video, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is this sweaty. This guy didn't play halfway. Now, cancer is what got him, right? Yes. Yeah. Let that be a lesson to you. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Just drink. So that's a different guitar. Yeah, that one was made by Kramer. No, but he was a Fender guy? He was out of necessity in the early days. Or did they all go to Kramer during the Steve Vai era? Well, he uh, endorsed a guitar by Kramer. Okay. And then went to Music Man and PV, and then developed his own line after that. Ah. Because Kramer was really big during that late 80s. Yes. That was Steve Vai, um, um, Eddie. Um, gosh, it was that kid that was playing for uh, Ozzy that died. He played Kramer, too. I can't know. Remember what he played? That's horrible. I can't oh, remember his uh, name. Randy, Randy Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, Randy Rhodes. I got to see this live once. He probably, probably played it every show for 30 years. I'd love to have seen it when they were here. Was it 10 years ago? The Pepsi Center? Yes. I'm trying to think back. I've seen them so many times in concert. I don't yeah. know. They're all blending into I one show. I think it's interesting when they make it look so easy. Oh, yeah. Like he's not working to play this. He's just having fun. And this is late in the show, so he could have a good buzz, too. <laughs> really? Probably. Yeah. His face. Can you play this? <laughs> is this a rupture, right? This oh, guitar face always sure. gets me. <laughs> Every guitar player has a guitar face. Oh, yeah. I can just remember listening to this on a vinyl with my friends, just room full of smoke. Oh, it's just 
<laughs> Trying to hear every note. And I knew friend I knew guys that could play it. Todd could play it. I believe that. He played it. Is Todd a local musician? He used to be. He's not anymore. Todd Maris was his name, but it's still his name, actually. But still he, his it's still his name. Uh, he moved to Chicago. But that guy was Juilliard trained, guitar, classic. And, and he, so he, he was, was good. Guys. But more than good. He was breathtaking. Awesome. I could hum what I wanted him to play, and he would. Yeah. He would play it. It was amazing. But look at the neck. Just wore to death. They got to refret those probably, huh? Um, he's probably been through a few frets in yeah. his time. Yeah. It would take so much time to wear down your frets. So much playing. A lot of playing. I hope to do it someday. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? I know someone who can refret your uh, guitar yeah, for oh, you. Yeah, me too. I got, a, I got a guy. I got my own guy. Thanks, though. <laughs> cigarette just burning. Yep. That's so gross. I've known guys to do that too. Put that cigarette up there, the strings. Gave your guitar cancer too. <laughs> little, get a little brown spot up there. Yeah. I think Scott used to do that. I used to poke mine on the tit, on the little tails of my. Uh, string. The string? Yeah, on uh, my uh, D string. One of the greats right there. I can watch him all day. That lovely mullet. Imagine. Oh, the mullet was hot. We all had that mullet. <laughs> mullet. I don't know about hot. you, but I had that mullet. <laughs> I had the sweetest mullet. I miss my mullet, and I ain't afraid to say it. <laughs> oh, look at that. The yeah, bra- no bra-less bra. moms. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. So do you play like this? Um, I like to think I can play like that. Yeah? Um, I do have fun with it, but I'm definitely not at his level at all. Not even close. What's he doing on the back? He's pulling those strings, right? That's the whammy strings or yeah, springs. The springs on there, yeah. Just using every part of it to make sound. Yep. Later on, he uses a DeWalt power drill. <laughs> True story. Yep. <laughs> huh? What was the band that used the chainsaw? Jackal. Jackal. That's right, Jackal. Oh. And he put a chainsaw on his guitar. <laughs> I see your violin bow, <laughs> and I raise you a chainsaw. <laughs> I remember that song. Well, this is sick. This just. We should have Mike play for us. Yeah, we will. So this Whoa, became. Wait, 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 wait! Not after. I can't follow anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Right after this, we're gonna have Mike. No. Um. You know, and this was innovative at the time because now everybody's doing that slap-on kind of stuff where they're playing that harp-style two-finger, and he's using the hammer-on, pull-off, and the volume knob. And a delay pedal. Yeah. Because all that is... That's sweet. 
That's a lot of practice. And uh, you don't want no scratches in your volume knob. But he actually had to find a company that would make volume knobs for him because he was burning them out too fast with this oh, type really? of playing. And so they have... Uh, you can buy the same volume knob that they had built for him if you're doing an actual replica of one of his guitars. Ah. So you can have exact equipment. Well, that's like that Frankenstrat kit you could buy for 2900 bucks or whatever it was that I just saw. Oh, I hope it's assembled for 2900 bucks. No, I think you had... Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. Now, now I'm wondering. But I saw that you could get them. Yeah, they're definitely out there. 2300 strip series oh yeah that one's all finished no products who knows I'm not gonna buy one I don't play electric guitar well if you buy it I'll put it together for you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah here they're 2500 and it's assembled replica with the with the jeez with the reflectors and all the reflectors are twenty six dollars. Yeah, thirty three. That's yep. crazy. He just took them off his bike. I was gonna say he probably did. He probably took them right off his bike that he had his old huff. He had his old huffy or his old his, his old Schwinn in the in the garage when he started playing guitar. How well you figured Eddie was what in the womb when he started? <laughs> um, whatever planet he was born on and then came to Earth, ah, I think he started way back. He knew then. Yeah, he came with the knowledge. He's an yes. alien. It's possible. It's, hey, some of the best ones are. They're out there. Some of the best ones. Are. Look at Stevie Wonder. Yeah, he had to have been an alien. Totally. He played every instrument, and he never saw one of them ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, hard boy. to do. That's hard to do. <laughs> I've got good vision, and I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> You got to slip those Stevie Wonder jokes in. Oh, yeah. Uh, blind jokes, you got to really get them in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we, I, we should play for you. Darn cancer. You know, cancer takes some of the best. And that and propofol. Yeah. Those right. two. That'll get you. Look what it did. Cancer also took um, took the guy that I'm in love with now. His name I can't remember, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just oh, a bad yeah, that deal. Guy. Oh, I know. Smoking. Did it. The the guy that Guitar I'm, player? Yes. Um, I don't know. I you, don't look at me. I don't remember I know. Any you of don't them. remember anything, but now I have to say it's going to come to me as soon know. as I say it. I know that Losing Prince was horrible. He was a phenomenal guitar player. He was. Oh, yeah. He was an amazing musician all the way around. Yeah. And he did it in high heels a lot of the time. His little boots. He did. Those were little size fives, I bet. That's true. <laughs> they were so small. <laughs> he, he weighed like a buck five. Yeah, you know? he so. was so small. But he was phenomenal watching him play, too. It was just like that. Yep. John Prine. Oh, yeah. Cancer John got Prine. him. Yeah, mm. bad. Sometimes I just blank out and I forget my own name. <laughs> well, just blow up your TV and you'll be in good shape. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this is my guitar that you did for me that you worked on. And I love this guitar. Uh, it's it's got it's great tone. I think it was my pickup is loose too, and that's why I may have been buzzing the other day. It was your pickup. Yeah. This is one of the songs that we've been working on. 
She don't like her eggs all running. She thinks all <laughs> Come on, you gonna see? No. Come on. Uh-huh. Do it. No. Come on. Sorry. Mike, who played lead for us? No. Yeah, lay it on us. Come on. Yeah, no. I, 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 don't, I don't succumb to peer pressure. I apply peer pressure. <laughs> I don't succumb to it. <laughs> yeah, right. it's been pretty right. nice, though. I would say since you got your guitar repaired, you probably have played it more than ever. Oh, yeah. But I think the thought of losing it really scared you. Yes, it did. It really scared me. Because I did not want that. You know, I gotta say, that's one of the things that drove me toward repairing versus building as much, is it's difficult to get someone who already has two, three, four, fifteen guitars to want to add another one to the mix. Yeah. When something they've already had for a while, they've already invested in, gets sick or damaged or whatever, um, they're more apt to want to spend a little bit of money to keep what they already know that they love working. And I appreciate that myself because if they give me the opportunity to help them with their instrument, um, I feel good about doing something for them. And they get to keep an instrument that they really appreciate. Yeah, that they love. Rather than me trying to do the peer pressure of, right. hey, you need another guitar. Right. Which yeah. if you play guitar anyways, you, you, you have no problem buying them. You just have your favorites. Yes. You just have your favorites. And it's right. like, I don't really need one. I love this one. And this one's just fine. But I broke it. And I feel so bad. <laughs> now, I do feel the need in my life to have an ovation at some point. Because I've just always loved ovation guitars. But I don't I don't need it. But I do feel like I need it. What was that one we looked at? Was it a seagull? With the double neck one or the... No, no at that... Before I bought this one? Yeah. It was a seagull, yeah. Yeah, and I thought about buying a seagull, and those are nice guitars. Those are Canadian, Canadian-made guitars. Yes, yeah. they are. Really, and they're expensive as hell. Yes, uh, they are. And so I was looking at buying one of those, but I but I didn't want to pull the trigger on it. You know what I mean? I wanted to look around, and that's how I ended up down at Denver Folklore, because I kind of had my heart set on a Martin, but my budget had my heart set on something else. <laughs> <laughs> So you're like everyone else. You got champagne taste, but Budweiser budget. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, a little, you know, but good champagne budget. But a good, yes. good Budweiser, like the, you know, the the loggers, the loggers. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> stuff um, in a bottle. So that's why I went in there and I ended up on this, uh, this, um, this guitar because it is basically the exact same specs as a an early '30s guitar, and uh, for you know less. Not yeah. a whole lot less. I mean, I still paid as much as we did for our kid's first car for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like when it got hurt, it was worth whatever investment to get it fixed. Yeah. You know? Now, with that said, I try not to take advantage of people with their love for their instrument. Right. So I have done repairs on guitars where customer went to another place. Oh. I'm not going to name anybody right now, but they then get my name or number and bring their instrument over and they say oh well this place wanted a thousand dollars to fix it and it's because they go in and they say oh i love this instrument i've had it forever and they just go ka-ching ka-ching yep. and try to rack up the price and i just do the repair for the sake of giving them back an instrument they can play again right yeah and you know when someone i did have a customer with an old guild that 
place wanted a thousand dollars to repair it and i fixed it for a hundred bucks yeah that's not cool i would say that's how you ended up with mike as well because you knew the other place that you know that would repair it you knew that they were going to charge upcharge so much and the time limit on how long they would have it is like forever you know what i mean (laughs) it's like okay yeah i i I, and then yeah he found you and that was wonderful well and i have to say these other places they do have quite a bit more overhead than i do yeah so when they have a large shop they have multiple employees trying to cover insurance and payroll and all that other stuff yeah it's just me and rent so yeah and i think it's it's comforting to know that when someone brings a guitar to me it's me working on it yeah it's not well i'm taking it and, and then someone it to else my other guy exactly who's learning yep. how to do this i'm at bobby take care of this right one for me. yeah exactly yeah this who, one who could possibly very well be learning and never have done it before you know and that's just horrible i don't know i repair things for people and they'll bring them to me after they've been to somebody else and it's like oh now I have to charge you more because I have to undo Gotta what they undo did. Yep. You know, if you had just brought it to me to begin with, wouldn't it be doing this? Yeah, that's that's great. I don't know. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Instruments yes. are like your an appendage. And if anyone is listening to this and considering using my services, please don't repair it yourself right. or right. or just, get someone else. Just bring it to me. Right. I do estimates for free. I give you the straight shot, and yeah. I'll tell you everything that's going on with the guitar. And if I find something new, I quote you a price, but I find something new, I just fix it for you anyway. Yeah. I don't charge you for it. That's nice. Well, the the last place I went and had this pickup installed, when you got in there to do the repair, you noticed they didn't even do anything with the cable. It was just dangling. It was always bouncing around inside the guitar. So you went you know, over and above, and you put a little fixture in there and fastened down the wire. I mean, you make sure when the guitar came back to me, it came back tip-top shape, not just my repair, but the entire thing had been gone over cleaned it's kind of dirty now i don't even know how you would get in there to fix it you know it's like you have a hole one little hole in there that gets you inside the whole thing (laughs) without taking it apart i don't know how you would even repair it it was amazing the repair that you did on the guitar but well that's where some of those tools that racked up to seven thousand dollars come into play. play yeah special yeah. You, know, you have to have the special tools to do it the, the the only comparison i have is we watched a tv show and they did a, an old old violin and it, it lived through the holocaust and everything else and and the way to even take it apart i was like oh my god oh he cut the top right off right of off of it and it's just like oh, oh, oh. i've had to do that to a few guitars oh shut ah, up that would no be way. so scary it's scary I, for I'm me i'm just gonna say i got i feel like i got lucky yeah <laughs> i can't wow. even imagine all i know is like when i'm doing an expensive project and i have to cut that fabric it's like Okay, check everything again. You know right. what I mean? That's right. Everything is proper. It's supposed because it's only, you know, one shot at this. That's how I feel yeah. instruments would be. Oh my God. Okay, little baby guitar. <laughs> Cut your face off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your, uh, and your inlay of your logo and stuff on the headstock. I mean, oh. even that, that's got to be painstaking. Everything takes a little bit of time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I learned in the beginning when you try to rush through things, that's where the mistakes get made. Right. Even when I got better and was getting ready to do production run guitars. Oh, wow. When I was, I figured out I could make four acoustic guitars at a time. 
Okay. And I started running into little mistakes because it's too much to juggle. Right. And to and manage so all at the same. I'm learning to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and take each thing just a step at a time. Yeah. What's that guitar made out of? Uh, this acoustic. Play it for us. Is. Now that's a dreadnought because that's smaller than mine, isn't it? Or it's different shape. This is what's called an L double O. Okay. Um, it's modeled after the Gibson model L double O. It's okay. beautiful. Which they came out with in the early 1920s. Wow. And Very cool. It is designed or was designed to be similar to a parlor guitar. Ah. Um, so smaller body. Yeah. And but a nice big full sound. Tone to Man, it. that's a big sound. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Nice. And it's a light top. So that's what's on top. Maple. So the top of a guitar is typically spruce. 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 So this is Sitka spruce from Canada. Uh, the back and sides are granadillo. Granadillo. It's gorgeous. Are it's those a two dark... separate pieces in the back? Yes. And then you've joined They're... them together. The back and the top are both book matched. Okay. So you take one large chunk of wood, cut it in half. Flip oh, it open like a book. Right. And then you get the, the mirror image size. Okay. Yeah. So Honduran mahogany for the neck. And then everything black on this guitar is ebony. Oh, wow. So I believe the fingerboard was uh, Indian ebony and then West African ebony for the head plate and the bridge. Wow. And you did all of that inlay with the mother of pearl? Uh, yeah, it's Poa abalone. Abalone, okay. And then the white stuff is going to be mother of pearl. Yeah. Now, now where do you get that? I have, there's a company in Eugene, Oregon, uh, okay. DePaul Supply, and they have all their pieces cut and made in Vietnam. Wow. And so I get the Anthony's from them. It comes that way and you just, yeah. you just inlay it. Yeah. So I designed that, sent them my design. They came back with that. It's brilliant. And I buy them from them. Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful. But on this instrument, aside from the excuse me the bridge pins and anything made out of metal or anything made out of shell so mother of pearl or poe mm -hmm. i made every piece of this wow what's the nut the nut and the saddle are both made out of bone yeah is that isn't that what they're is that what they're supposed to be made out of if you want good tone yeah some um, of them are plastic right yes they are and you can kind of tell yes you can yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, it, it, um, the more it's solid more, or mine's dense. Mine's plastic, huh? Because it's later. I didn't really look at yours when I worked on it. I would assume it is. I would assume it's cut cost. But the denser the material, the the better uh, vibrational response you're going to get. Right. For, yeah. For the instrument. That, that guitar sounds beautiful. It's gorgeous. It sounds like it's it's a way bigger guitar. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really like about it because it's a smaller size. So if you're a smaller bodied person. You're not trying to reach your arm around a dreadnought mm -hmm. and have your arm go numb right. because you're, you know. Because mine's a dreadnought. Yes, yours is a dreadnought. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. And, Quite in a bit every bigger. way. I yeah. mean, even, even this part of the guitar is <clears throat> Yeah. So the double neck that I built was basically the same size. <laughs> wow. These two. It's phenomenal. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. It's the Mongo guitar. <laughs> that one's But the beautiful. back of it is just... 
breathtaking. So the fun thing about this instrument, when I made guitars like this, I would get two back sets, two side sets out of the same chunk of wood. Yeah. Oh, cool. And there is a local artist named Antonio Lopez who just released his latest CD, Roots and Wings. He owns the other guitar. That matches. That matches ah. this. Oh, how fun. So the twin of this is running around Colorado. Making um, music. Making music and entertaining people. That's well, awesome. used to be. Pre-COVID, he was doing that. And hopefully he'll be back to that. Really yeah. yeah, I hope a so. Lot of, a lot of folks are hoping hope they'll get so. back to it soon. Right on. That's wonderful. It's very cool. I just noticed my... This is loose. My pickups Uh-oh. falling out. Oh, man, my belly button was loose. <laughs> 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 well, have you ever recorded any music or anything? Have you well, That's a good. Any? Mary Poppins has a question. What? what is the oldest guitar he's ever worked on? Ooh. I rebuilt... A 1940K archtop. What is that? Um, if you go to Dr. Mike's Guitar Repair on Facebook, there is a picture of it. Okay. Uh, on there. Um, the guy brought it to me after taking it to another yep. place, and the guy said they wanted $1,000 just to set the neck. Wow. And I said, uh, this needs way more than just the neck taken care of said, if you don't mind me experimenting, I'm going to rework this entire guitar. Yeah. I replaced the fingerboard, refinished the entire guitar. I built a new bridge wow. for it. Um, it had no, there was no truss rod in it, so a little rod to help adjust yeah. right. whether the uh, neck is bending or not. Where am I at, Dr. Guitar? Uh, Dr. Mike's Guitar Repair. Huh. Is it not that? No, no. Should be in there somewhere. Okay. But it had just a painted finish, and I did a sunburst finish on it. And uh, oh, there's my... That's just your shop. That's some of my stuff, yeah. Weird. But it, it turned out fantastic, and the guy that How brought you- the guitar to me, he... Uh, he was just overjoyed because sure. he wanted it for his father. Ah. Uh, so it was like a hundred or fifty dollar yard sale find. Yeah. Wow. That we turned into a gold mine. Something just to be treasured. Yeah. I love that. And it was a thrill. How do you paint them? Well, on the acoustic guitars, it's all nitrocellulose. So it's all the natural color uh of, of the, the wood. woods itself. Um as Sean is looking at... Like this purple one. That's actual paint. But this strat next to me is colored nitrocellulose. Huh. And uh, it's just a little bit better for the guitar and easier to work with. Sure. In my opinion. Um, How do you get him that super shine on it? A lot of sanding. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> You, is it, that you just you start at, buffing, right? You start at 320 grit and you work your way all the way up to 2000 grit. Yeah. Because that purple one was it. super shiny. And that was right out of the spray can. Wow. Which is, it's it's now going to be a black guitar with purple striping. Oh, so sure, sure. You got to paint the purple first, then you mask it all off, and then you paint the and then black. Then you paint the black. Fingers. Right there, right there. Ah! If I would spell it right, that would help. It's doctor, the word doctor, not DR. 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. No, you got to try them both. I go to the easiest route first, DR. <laughs> <laughs> so right up there at the very top, if you can pull that picture up. This guy? Yeah. Oh, I've oh, seen those before, beautiful. like a jazz guitar. Yeah, that's sweet. That's amazing. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because it hooks around the bottom there instead yeah. of straight into the face of the guitar. Yeah, it's a trapeze teal. Uh, excuse me. Trapeze tail piece. Yeah, that's very interesting. Trapeze tail piece. There you <clears> go. <throat> All right. So go visit Dr. Spell out the word Dr. Mike's Guitar Repair. Oh, There's yeah. your guitar, right? There's the That's you? That's my my brother yeah. from another mother, Chris, is playing that. That's amazing. It's uh And they're just kind of cocked just a little bit away. Maybe, maybe not. That's pretty sweet. How do you not hit the other the other neck? Yeah. You use your skinny hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use your small hand. No sausage finger hands. So I can't play it. Okay. It's on Facebook. Got it. Sounds nice. Thank you. That's the twelve string. This is what I wanted to buy that time was a twelve string, six string, double neck guitar made by Ovation. I know. That fucking wide. Yeah. God, I wanted that guitar. Well, now he's playing the the six string. That's gorgeous. Do you recognize the song? Oh yeah. pretty sweet that's your sticker in there yeah that's my my label your label yeah that's very cool wow it's beautiful sounding guitar man beautiful sounding guitar thank you very much did you build that one too i did that one's one you built yeah an abg uh acoustic bass guitar acoustic bass guitar abg look at that and unfortunately, this is me playing it, so. <laughs> Look at that's how amazing. Oh, that's sweet. A sound demonstration of how you did that? Acoustic bass that I built. Right at the bottom. I was wondering that on his because his is rounded, yours is straight. Right. Oh, you mean by where, the, how the strings go in? Yeah. Yeah, my, mine is straight and yours is rounded. Does that make a difference? Because the length of the string is only determined by the. And the nut, right? Not by the... Right. And on that bass guitar, I had to change the configuration of the way the, the strings are because I couldn't find a string long enough ah. to go all the way to the the first fret on the low E. Ah. Gotcha. But that was just a total experiment. People ask me, what is the hole for up there? And I said, it's for your beer. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. You can put your weed in there. <laughs> it your weed in it. That's awesome, an acoustic bass. You don't see acoustic bass, it's enough. That's pretty sweet. It sounds great. Oh, thank you. Awesome, man. Well, definitely, I'll put a link up to your Facebook page so people can check it out, man. Well, thank you. appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thanks for being here. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. My thing here. Guitar talk. talk. Guitar, Guitar talk. talk. That's awesome. Um, well, and like I said earlier, before we got doing this stuff i am a total guitar holic yeah <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, I realized I was waking up and the first thing I'd reach for is a guitar mm-hmm. in the morning. Like, yeah. Oh, no. And then I worked my way up from a six string to a 12 string by the end of the day. And it's like, oh boy. Now you're building seven strings guitars or? Um, the one black and white Explorer body. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a seven string guitar that I made. Okay. Uh, it's a little further down on the list there. Okay. The pictures, but. Um, this one here. No. No, it's a different one. Further down. There's and the... it, it may not be in there right now, but okay, okay, but so, but that's the only one you built. The only seven, well, other than the one I shipped off to the artist in uh, Helsinki. Okay. See, I, I want, I want my name on my neck. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Swallow man. Just swallow. Just swallow. Yeah. But don't you think people would get the wrong idea? <laughs> What's their whole life been like? I mean, give me a break. That would be sweet. Why does it matter? <laughs> I was gonna make myself a guitar strap. I've actually got it in my head, and I've got the leather for it upstairs too, um, and put my name in there. Swallow. Damn. Like the belt. <laughs> oh, I'm not wearing my belt right now. <laughs> I'll make my own leather accessories. Accessories only made by Sean Swallow, not to be used without the permission. Everything Swallow podcast. That's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how many have you built? It, it's like you've said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, acoustics, I've built over 50. Electrics from scratch, I've only made four. Oh, wow. Okay. So electrics is like the new phase for me. Right. Um, life events, uh, I lost my shop that I had up in Loveland and um, had to sell off most of yeah. What I had. Uh, Assets. The forms and some tools and whatnot. The bummer. Uh, but as I'm rebuilding, realizing that um, I really enjoy making electric guitars and, and refurbishing them. And like I said earlier, I want to get into building my own pickups mm-hmm. and start chasing tone like Eddie yeah. did and just have fun that way. So. And that's just winding copper wire and battery or, or magnets and... No, I'm not exactly sure how pickups work, but I know there's magnets and wire involved. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And you but it's some electricity it's to it. How you wind them? Yeah, and left how to right. many windings you put on there? Right. What kind of magnet? And blah blah blah. So, huh? Yeah, it's it's all good. That's over my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have the patience for it, man. Now I can do the stuff that I do. I mean, I've got my own craft thing doing, but woodworking has always eluded me. You know what I mean? I could never. I'd take all my measurements and I'd still be crooked. And I, you know what I mean? So my shelf is off, or it was frustrating, and I could never cut it straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I just, I commend you, luthiers, yeah, who can do these this type of work. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's important. Yes, it is very important. Well, you know, music uh, pervades every aspect of our world. Yeah. yeah. There's music everywhere, whether, you know, it's a bird chirping or or whatever, the sound mm-hmm. of a uh, you know, child's laughter well, uh, is all music. And then to have pianos, guitars, yeah, instruments you know, brass to... instruments, woodwinds, whatever, um, I think it's a beautiful form for self-expression and just a great way to escape. Yeah. Still listen to music. So totally. I'm trying to do my part to yeah. help others with yeah with their part yeah that's well, awesome. I, I appreciate it you've helped me just working on my guitar like it's given me new life for the for the instrument and i've even become a better player this year because of it so well it, yeah it got it repaired yeah. right at the perfect time 
Right, exactly. Got it repaired right in February of last year. So then I was right. out of work immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm just home playing every day. Yep. Every day. I've, I've gone through two sets of strings since I got it back from you. Excellent. And I got another set upstairs waiting. Yep. In the wings. Yeah, yeah. I got to get those on there. I know. Look at these things. Tarnished it's been more. good, though, because you, you know, have been playing it more. Like, the, the kids have been playing with you more and mm -hmm. participating more like they used to. So right. that's yeah. also been fun. We got our kid, the boy, to finally sing. <clears throat> yeah. Which and he, he's, he's a, pretty good. He's a, a budding guitar player, if he would just put a little practice into that's it. That's it. Effort. That's pretty good. That's what it takes. Uh, yeah, that's, excuse me, just about everything out there. You just got to. Put in the time. Yep. Yeah. Practice. Yep. That's that's how Eddie got to be so good. Yeah. He slept with that guitar, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. Especially yeah. when he was young. He yeah. took it to the toilet with him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, well, I'm sure he did. I have a friend named Jim that I played with in church for a long time, and he was so good as well. He's really, really good because he would go to sleep. His sister and mom would say that they'd go in there after bed, and he'd be laying there sleeping with that guitar on his chest. Because he was laying there playing, doing scales, whatever the hell he was doing before he went out. We have one gnat that lives in this basement for we some reason. We can't figure we it out. We don't know why or how, but... Um, I think and he would die by now. First but. thing in the morning, he would play as long as he could before he had to go to school, you know? And so he just lived his instrument. And I just don't have that commitment. I'm there. I'm not there. You know what I mean? I'm just not. I'm just not. <laughs> but you're talented anyway. in so many other ways. That's Anyways. right. But I never stop singing, so my That's voice true. is on point. Oh, it's true. That's true. It is true. And, you know, it's caused me to want to go out and perform, too, because I've missed performing during so this whole much. COVID time. And I so I, I'm playing more so that I've got a little repertoire set up and I've got a set list. So if someone's right. like, hey, you want to play? I can get my guitar out and play, you know, seven, eight songs or something like that. You know what I mean? Plus my own original crap that I can make up on the spot. There you go. Yeah. You got an ugly face. I got to get myself out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> Quit coughing on me. <laughs> All right, Mike, thanks so much for yeah, being here. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Dr. Mike's Guitar Repair on Facebook. Spell out the word doctor. Yes. And, uh, you know, even if you've got that old guitar laying around, you thought, well... Maybe I should just have somebody take a look at it. Right. Absolutely. Have if, have someone take a look at it. Whether you want it repaired or if you're looking for just if it's got any value, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a straight answer. I have no hidden agenda yeah. on, on anything other than helping people fall in love with a guitar again if that's what it takes. Yeah, a cleanup even if that's all it needs. Yeah. Right. You, you, you're for hire for cleanups, restrings, um, tune-ups. No job is too small. Right. I love that. That's right. Exactly. Well, um, tell us again about Colorado Musicians Mile High Scenesters. How can we find those? There. Uh, well, Mile High Scenesters is going to be on Facebook as well. They okay. have their own page there. And same with Colorado Musicians. Okay. okay. The fun thing about Colorado Musicians is you can basically post anything related to your band your music if you're looking for people to jam with if you have a song that you just released oh fun if you have a gig coming up or in my case you're looking for people to you know bring their instruments by to get them right. repaired exactly it's um it's just great community and, um, ariel needs to get in there yeah for sure my daughter needs to get in there get to be a part of that because she's a local musician as well mm -hmm. yeah. so gotta support your local people God. absolutely more now than ever gigs are yes. coming back people yeah gigs are coming back yeah 
If not, maybe we'll just start having them in our backyard. Hell yeah, our backyard's big. Yeah. I got some bongos. I got three, two working, three working guitars in this yeah. house. Yeah, you do. And a bass and an accordion <laughs> and a clarinet. And I got a bugle. <laughs> got a mouth harp. Okay, I've got two accordions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it takes a very confident man to admit having at least one accordion. Uh, yes, but two. But two. All right, I also, I also have an auto harp, and I've been playing some of Dolly Parton's songs lately. <laughs> <laughs> we are an instrument full house. I like and, and a completely full drum kit. You just can't see it in this room. Yes. It's in that room. Yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And sound equipment enough to blow up the uh, person's ears. Yes. Man, uh, we've moved, though. We actually don't have any of that here. We <laughs> keep all of that in a separate location and store it. None of that in the house. Yeah. No, yeah. that'd be unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being here. And uh, we'll work on Chad. Get him down here. Oh, that I would think he'd awesome. have a good time in here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nah, we, we could, everyone would have a good time if that's we got right. Chad down yeah, here. That's right. Absolutely. Right on. All right, everyone. Thank you. Please visit us at uh, everythingswallowpodcast.com. Yes. Uh, we encourage you to visit our store and buy something for yourself or your friends. Um, we've got everything on there from clothing to aprons to leather accessories, music. And don't forget... February the 14th, we are hosting our Love Boat Party at the Littleton Cafe. Who's yes. excited about that? I know I am. Love Boat Valentine Party. That's right. You can come. Tickets are $25 a person. That gets you in the door, gets you food and drinks, entertainment, and a souvenir picture for the night. Yes. We're going to have signature drinks. We're going to probably also have jello shots. Jello shots and dancing. And dancing. Yep. So come, come dressed up. You can be a member of the crew or come as just a love boat guest. That's right. Absolutely. I believe someone's coming in a bikini. Oh, Which yeah. is acceptable, but it could be chilly. <laughs> so headlights will be on. As you say, you might get more than you bargained for. <laughs> exactly. Nice. We watched a lot of love boat in this quarantine because we bought those seasons on DVD. There is a lot of headlights on. No bras in that Not whole one bra. TV show. No, they weren't allowed. No. That was the 70s, right? Yeah. yeah. 70s, yeah. 80s. 70s, yeah. 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 Way way before Dare. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you want to come, you can buy tickets at everythingswallowpodcast.com. Be sure to join the nation on Facebook. You yep. find all of our fun events on there. Um, if you want to be on the show, email us, everythingswallowpodcast at gmail.com. And come on and hang out with us. Tell us what you're about. Yep. Thank you to everyone who's already purchased their tickets, swinging, or saw that you got your tickets. We're excited that you're coming. Um, and we appreciate everyone who is a patron of the podcast. Thank you for partnering with us on a monthly basis. You make all this happen. You help us keep our website going, keep our subscriptions up. And every dollar goes right back into the podcast. Yes, and thank you and welcome to Laís, who is our newest patron Yes, that joined the patron club. That's right. If you missed yesterday's episode, we talked to the people from Spiritways. Tuesday. On Tuesday, mm -hmm. last episode, make sure and get down and visit Spiritways as well. Yes. That's it. All right. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Ciao. Have a, have a good day. See ya. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Thank you. Thank you.